Welcome to The Dwelling Place, where three friends talk about approachable design to help you create a home you love. We share practical tips from how to style shelves, make a bed, or pick the perfect paint color for your space. And we aren't afraid to share the highs and lows of our own decorating journeys. Join the conversation as we make our homes a beautiful dwelling place. With the new year just around the corner, the best way to get that fresh start feeling in your home is with a good old declutter. In this episode, I'm sharing three steps to declutter your home and life for the new year. Kimmy, do you want to start us off with some highs and lows? Yeah. So a couple episodes ago, we had Kelly talk to us about like her cleaning routines and stuff like that. I can't remember. Did we talk to her before I had my child? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> so now it's been a bit about over a month now having two kids and I just I've gotten into this like cleaning routine and like keeping up with the house and I'm like feeling really good about it I'm just really excited I've been doing laundry every single day (laughs) I've been going to the like not going to bed until it's all folded because That's what would be my biggest thing is that I would keep letting it pile up. And so I'm like, okay, no, I just need to keep up on top of it. And I'm going to do laundry every day. Now, this is the one, the one thing. My husband is still home. (laughs) So he's on paternity leave till the end of the year. And that's a big help. So (laughs) I'm trying to remind myself that once he's back to work, you know, it's going to be a little bit more challenging because like sometimes I'll be like going down and doing because my laundry's in the basement. I'll be going downstairs doing stuff while he's with our son. And but I'm just really proud of myself (laughs) that I've been keeping up on the laundry and keeping up on the house. Like the house is usually always tidy. I have not been keeping up on dusting. I will say that. But my sister, I was talking to my sister. She's one of our listeners. She listens every week. Shout out to Bethany. Uh, she was talking to me about dusting and she said that the reason that I feel like I need to like dust with like one of those mitts and like move everything like instead of just a Swiffer or like Mm -hmm. a feather duster she was like it's because you wait too long that you actually have to do that if you're keeping Mm. up on it all like every week you're using a feather duster then it won't get the build up where you need to like wipe it down so it's like oh that's brilliant so that's another one of those things that I think it's just like I need to keep it up you know like keep up Mm -hmm. with everything so I just wanted to share that's my high that I've been keeping up with most things and hopefully I'll start adding dusting into (laughs) that's so good Kimmy though what an accomplishment too and the new baby that's a lot yeah Mm -hmm. but again there's two of two adults at home right now so that's all a win for now Kimmy yeah (laughs) you'll have to have Um, a little adjustment period once Ryan goes back but then yeah you know find or the daily rhythm that kind of works and then Mm -hmm. right yeah so the low that I would say this is kind of an ethereal low it's something I've been thinking about I guess is what I would say and I think it's very appropriate for what the time of year it is and Christmas is in a couple of days and you know like everyone's wanting things like we're getting gifts and giving gifts and it becomes this like time of year that it's just like 
you want more and more stuff <laughs> and you're getting more and more stuff. And I feel like this last year was a really big year where I got a lot of things. Like I look around my house and I'm like, I bought probably 20 rugs. <laughs> Not really, but kind of, well, maybe. And then I just kept returning them, but I got a lot, like I got my new furniture for my living room. Mm-hmm. Um, I was looking, I was sitting in my living room nursing Lydia and I was looking around and thinking about how my living room has completely changed since Jude was born and when I was nursing him and it's funny because when I was nursing him that's when I was like I need to change this this and this and this and I did I changed it all since then (laughs) but I was thinking to myself like how now I think I'm going to be in a season because I quit my job we are hurting for money a little bit (laughs) not hurting for money but we need to be very modest and we need to be very good about our budget and I'm not going to have extra spending money like I used to so it's kind of one of those things that I've been thinking about like why am I always craving like more home decor more this more that like I need to get to the point where like I'm grateful for what I have and somebody I actually just listened to a episode from another podcast that was talking about like when you are always wanting more it shows that you're ungrateful for what you have and I was thinking about that and I've been like pondering that lately and how I am like somewhat ungrateful like I need to put myself back into where I was when I had the slip covers on those hand-me-down couches for you know (laughs) ever and now what I have now and I just have to be grateful be grateful for what I have and not be constantly being like okay moving on to the next thing that I want to buy or that I want in my house so I think it's just something that going into the new year that's going to be my mentality for this next year and I've kind of decided that this next year instead of buying a lot of things I'm going to just when I need changes, I'm going to paint my house. (laughs) That's what I'm going to focus on. I'm going to, every room is going to be different colors. (laughs) That's going to be my focus instead of buying. So anyways, I just wanted to share that. I don't know if that resonates with you guys or in your season. I know things right now with Brie, with your house, like you're having to buy stuff because you have to furnish a whole new place and like put new light fixtures in and things like that. But that's just my season I'm in. There's always stuff like, of course, the new house that I want to buy. Like I want new counter stools and I want a new headboard and I want this and I want that, but also being grateful and content with what I have and being like, you know what? The Lord has provided these things and that's like awesome. And for me, there's almost a lot of joy that comes in like the saving and the waiting and then the finding and then so much joy. You're like, Oh my goodness, look at the provision or my word, look at the deal that I got from this from yard sailing. To me, sometimes it is really fun to go out and buy stuff, but also like the journey of getting that thing. Like, like Kimmy said, with buying our furniture this past February, cause I can't believe it's been almost a year since we got that. Just thinking back to like my hand-me-down couch that had like rips in it and stains all over it and just being like, wow, this is amazing that I have this. And now I have a new um, chair that isn't like a marshmallow chair. (laughs) (laughs) It's just really cool. But also being content and like, I saved for a long time to buy those things too. It wasn't like, oh, I want this. And we went out and bought it. Like I saved for a long time and that almost makes it even sweeter. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Content is a really good word. And that's what I, I want to be content this year and mm-hmm. what I have. And I think it really ties into what we're talking about too. I mean, Emily, you work with this with like being a minimalist and decluttering and things like that, you know, just mm-hmm. less is more. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, we're so programmed from a young age to always want the next thing and to never really be content with where we are there's always a bigger better thing out there and upgrade and I mean it starts really young (laughs) so we're surrounded by it all the time so I think it's really normal to feel like you want a bunch of stuff and really counter cultural to go the other way and say you know actually I'm grateful for the things I have and I'm content with what I have right now so it's definitely not an easy thing. <laughs> yeah. So that's my high and low for, yeah. for our, the, the last episode of season three. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Brie? I'm excited to hear what your high and low is this week. I have two highs. So one is an update from last episode. I had mentioned that I had ordered several mirrors and they had arrived broken or just not the right ones. Well, after the fourth mirror, I can say I successfully got one, which is very exciting. (laughs) And my second high, which I teased the girls, I got on Marco Polo to tell them. And then I was like, oh no, I should save it for the podcast. And they text me like, that was so mean. (laughs) But I've got a very exciting phone call today from our countertop place. And they will be installing them the day this podcast comes out on the 21st. Wow. So I get it before Christmas. Oh my gosh. It's a Christmas miracle. That's what I told the lady. (laughs) You know, what's so funny is I actually almost guessed it. I was like, I bet it has to do with her countertops and she's getting them (laughs) earlier. (laughs) Oh, that is so cool. Isn't that amazing? I won't won't have to wash dishes like in the downstairs bathroom shower or the sink. And it's so awesome. Yeah. So you won't really have to deal with like plywood countertops or stuff will you oh yeah (laughs) to have a functioning kitchen right off the bat is going to be incredible wow so did they say what happened because wasn't it not supposed to happen till like when january 12th wow and so the lady called and she said they had another client that wanted to postpone three weeks and she said well i know just the person who would love to get in early (laughs) oh good wow congratulations thank you (laughs) so my low is I have a lot to do in the next two weeks but that's okay it's going to be worth it (laughs) yeah so exciting you're gonna start moving in the next two weeks I've already started okay I've already got a lot of stuff over there and uh, by the time this comes out we'll be pretty much moved in Mm. Wow. wow yeah very exciting yes (laughs) (laughs) and I got to see the house in person today and it's beautiful (laughs) yeah that was so fun having you over after seeing it in Marco Polo for so long (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah I can't wait to see it too especially the floors like watching um all of the stories that you posted after our last episode where you showed the whole process of that kitchen transformation and all the stuff you've done there 
I really do want to see how those how the wood floor turned out in it's, person. It's so it looks so pretty. It's beautiful. And you know, Ryan was over with me and he's like, So I want to see where the old floor meets the new floor. And Brew's like, Well, it's right kind of around here, and you can't tell at all. Yeah. Like it's he did such a good job. They did. And I'm so grateful not to have like a big transition piece in between those two rooms because it is more open concept. And like, as you saw today, Kimmy, like the kids are running around the island and back and forth and up and down that hall. I'm like, I know they're going to have like their little scooters in the house and just mm-hmm. want to scoot around the kitchen. And I don't want to have like this speed bump <laughs> in <laughs> my house. So I'm really yeah. glad that we didn't have to have that. And it just it all blended together seamlessly. It's great. So on top of my big news, Emily also has some massive news. So Emily, what you got for us? (laughs) So I'm going to start with the low. I had kind of a hard time of thinking of one. And then I remembered earlier this week, Brian has been traveling for work and he left on Sunday night and Monday morning. I woke up to Edison running in my room yelling, Bennett's throwing up, which is like, the thing that you as a parent like never want to have uh, happen. He threw up a just a couple of times and then he seemed to be fine after that. But he stayed home from school and then he kind of was just acting really kind of tired and lethargic and had a little bit of a fever. So he stayed home for a few days from school and then getting him back to school was a whole hassle because he did not want to go back. He wanted to just stay at home and keep playing board games with me. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, it was, it was kind of a low in that, like, I didn't get any work done and I had to reschedule organizing stuff and I didn't get like video stuff done. And it was just like, everything had to wait, but at the same time, like it was super fun to to bet it and play board games and we took naps together it was just that's cute yeah it was so it was kind of a low but it'll be it'll be fine I'll catch up on work and he's only going to be this little you know once yeah so um that's kind of the low and then the high is that we are also buying a house (laughs) (laughs) I feel so left out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are the odds? Like, what know. are the odds that both of you are buying a house? At it's not, crazy. I really didn't think we were going to find one anytime soon. Like, we started sort of just casually looking at some houses that were for sale in our neighborhood because our neighborhood is like an older area and there's lots of really nice old Victorian houses around which has always been my dream to have an old Victorian house which technically we do have an old Victorian house but it's been updated and remodeled so many times it doesn't have any of the original character Mm. left we just went to a few house showings since we had Charisse you know basically an in with our realtor friend (laughs) (laughs) And her episode is episode 22, 22 or 23 of this season. So earlier this season, we'll have to try to post a link to that down below. But it's all about getting your house ready to put on the market. We went to a few houses 
with Charisse and like if I loved it then Brian hated it pretty much <laughs> um and so we really weren't on the same page or finding anything until this one that I kept driving by on the way to record the podcast because it's on the same street that Kimmy lives on Woo-hoo. and I <laughs> had seen it on Zillow and the pictures were all horrible but driving past it, I was like, I think there's more to this place than what it seems like from the Zillow listing. So I didn't say anything about it for quite a while. And then finally, I shared it with Brian. I was like, I just want to go see it and, you know, see what it's about. And, you know, we don't really have to be seriously interested in it. It's just, I just want to go see it. So we finally went and saw it, and sure enough, like, there's so much of the house that wasn't shown in the listing pictures. It had so many cool features and trim and a really weird layout that feels like a maze. and (laughs) Like my old house. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But one of the things I love the best about it is that it's on one acre, so it's not, like, a huge amount of land, but it's pretty big compared to what we have now. Yeah. flat and right now we're on a hill and the boys can't even play ball at our house because the ball will just roll down the driveway or off the side of the yard down the hill that way just the thought of like having a nice big flat yard is so exciting Mm. (laughs) and then when we were there like oh it has a it has two pear trees and an apple tree and then it had all these little sheds and kind of two garages, which is like Brian's thing. Is He's all about like the garage and how if the basement's in good shape and that's like the stuff that he cares about. And it's still, it's an old house. So it still had a lot of the old character in a house that I wanted. So it just seemed like this is kind of the best of both of the things that we want. It's really a good compromise. So we thought about it for a while. We looked at other houses for a while and just kept coming back to it. Price was also a big issue for us because it seemed like it was way overpriced compared to other similar properties on the market. But we finally decided to go ahead and make an offer. And then we went through the whole countering process and we ended up somewhere we're pretty happy with. So we still haven't officially closed on it yet because it takes forever to do that Mm -hmm. in New York State. (laughs) But hopefully by the time we come around for season four of the podcast, (laughs) we'll have officially closed. Well, and you didn't mention the best part of it all. That that we'll be neighbors. (laughs) One mile from each other. Yeah, one mile. Yeah, and our boys will go on walks together to the llama and the sheep farm yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and see the horses and the cows and the geese. There's so many animals on this road. Yeah, <laughs> and I always thought I would want to stay close in this downtown area because we're so close to everything downtown. But I really do like every time I drive down there, seeing all the animals and the space and like there's no neighbors on either side of us. It's just two fields on both sides. And I'm really looking forward to that. Not having to deal with loud college students. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy because <sighs> it, it feels like you're in the country, but literally Walmart's right on the other side of like all this you know like yeah it's right there Mm -hmm. so it's really nice and 
I lived right near in center city where you are now. And then when I moved out here, I was like, I never want to go back to center city. (laughs) (laughs) That's so exciting, Emily, where, I mean, we're going to have so much content for next season. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) It's all going to be about renovations. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it'll be fun to follow along. Yeah, for sure. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to jump into this episode of Decluttering Steps for a Fresh Start to the New Year. This episode is brought to you by me, Emily, the Minimalish Mama. Getting rid of clutter, physical, digital, financial, and spiritual, sets us free from overwhelm, shame, and mom guilt. It creates space in our home, schedule, and soul for prioritizing what really matters in life. But getting started is the hardest part. Enter your free guide to decluttering your life. This free guide has checklists for what to get rid of now in every room. 155 things to be exact plus how to reclaim your time and joy from comparison and guilt and how to create space for what you really love it contains over 20 pages of my best tips for decluttering and organizing and the best part is that it's completely free you can download your free decluttering your life guide at the link in the show notes or from theminimalishmama.com. When it comes to decluttering, in my experience, a lot of people start in the wrong place. Basically, our tendency as humans is to start like obsessing about where to start when you're going to declutter, especially if your whole house feels super overwhelming, then you'll start like listening to all the decluttering podcasts or reading all the decluttering books, you know, and everybody tells you a different place to begin. Like Marie Kondo has like a very specific order that you're supposed to go through your whole house in. Other decluttering methods have very specific places. Like you should always start in your entryway or you should always start in your bathroom. But I think what people miss is that where you should actually start (laughs) is by asking yourself, why? Like, why is it that you want to declutter and what is actually the real problem, you know? Because I think it could be easy to just be like, oh, I need to declutter. My house is too cluttered. But drilling down to the why, like, what is it exactly that's not working well and could be better? And what is it that you really want to improve about your space? I think that's really where people need to start. And I think starting there is also helpful because then it gives you the motivation to keep going. Because it's not Mm -hmm. just about like, oh, I need to declutter my kitchen because it just feels like too messy and I want to make a good impression on people when they come over when you dig down into it it's like no I want to declutter my kitchen because then I can find the dishes that I really love and like using and then I'll be able to cook more at home and my health will improve and so on and so forth and then when it gets really tough and hard and overwhelming in the process of decluttering you can go back to why it's actually worth it 
to you. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. So I like to tell people to like start with why, but then keep asking why until you get like five layers deep. So your initial why you want to declutter and then keep asking why to that question until you get down to like a really like deep core reason why. I think that you don't fully grasp the why until it's done and you live it and you realize this is so it makes my life so much easier or so much mm. fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. Like when you guys did my kitchen and finally like I did my spice drawer I'm thinking of that made my life so much easier when I cook. Mm-hmm. Like I have really thoroughly enjoyed cooking. I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast, but one of my like things that I always would do is I would cook every other day. So we'd have leftovers on the opposite days. Mm -hmm. And just because of like, try to save time. Well, I found out with a histamine, my son's going through histamine responses and allergies and stuff. And I mentioned that on the podcast also, but one of the things is eating leftovers is bad (laughs) that can create high histamines, which is weird. So now I'm cooking every single night and making a whole new meal, but I'm actually really enjoying it because you girls helped me declutter my kitchen and it's Mm. made my life so much easier, but I didn't realize how much easier it is until it was done so yeah I like that you're saying like keep asking yourself the why (laughs) yeah because you might not fully know too in the beginning like you might start off with a more superficial why and then it like becomes like whoa no this is my why (laughs) yeah I love having stuff that like I enjoy using I had like measuring cups that had like the handle snapped off and I just kept using them because like the measuring part was still fine But then for Christmas last year, I got like a beautiful set of metal ones. And like every time I reach for them, I get so excited. I'm like, oh, my word, these are amazing. And it's the same thing with my OXO. How do you say that? OXO brand of of storage containers that have the little pop lid. And to not have to open my flower container and have, you know, like the crinkle of the paper and the flower go everywhere and just... It's just a little thing, but it brings me so much joy. Not yeah, to have to that's with good. That. that brings us back to that contentment. <laughs> you know, you're you're being grateful for the things that you have and decluttering and getting it organized, like can help you use all those things you love. It makes you more grateful. It's like, yeah, that's a mm-hmm. good why. I want to yeah. be more grateful for the things I have. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. For me, one of my biggest whys is being decluttered and just having the stuff we use and love and need and not a bunch of extra stuff on top of it means that it saves me a ton of time throughout the day. And that also lowers my stress and I don't feel like as rushed or as hurried and I know like picking up the toys is not going to take longer than 15 minutes and cleaning up various projects is not going to take too long because there's just not that much stuff to have to do. Mm -hmm. And so it's just not as stressful. But in general, like our routines are more simplified because our house is more simplified and streamlined. And so it kind of has like that trickle down effect into other areas. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So once you've determined at least a good why to start with something that like motivates you 
to start decluttering, then it's time to dive into the how of it or like actually making a plan. I mean, a lot of times if you listen to other like decluttering podcasts, they'll have people on that tell their decluttering story. And really, it all kind of varies on your personality, I feel like, and what your particular pain points are as far as like what your plan should be and where you should begin. If you're the kind of person that likes to go all in, make a really big, massive change, and that's how like your personality works, then maybe that's how you should approach decluttering. But I think for most of us, it's best to start in a small area. <laughs> like have a small win that then makes you excited and wanting to keep going. Good small areas would be like underneath the kitchen sink or in a drawer or you know a closet if it's not like a giant closet (laughs) (laughs) pick an area that is of a particular importance to you whether that's your entryway or under your kitchen sink you like your bathroom drives you crazy because the countertop is full of products and stuff like pick an area that's really motivating to you but also small and then start there yeah, it could be your bathroom vanity or your kitchen island or your mail spot where you pile everything up. Just finding one little spot for an easy win is nice because then you can kind of like build upon that and like, okay, I did this. And then you kind of get excited because you're like, okay, I did this. Now what else can I do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then you realize once you get into it, it's not as hard as you built it up to be in your head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The hardest part is getting started. It always is. It really is. (laughs) Having a friend helps though. If you have a friend that really loves decluttering or even just having another body to be in the room, for Mm -hmm. some reason it just helps me mentally (laughs) sometimes just to be like, okay, yeah, some accountability, I guess is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And also there's the focus aspect of it because even if I'm decluttering by myself, it's easy to get sidetracked. Mm -hmm. and like stop and put stuff away and then get distracted by something else going on in that room and if you have somebody there to work with you they can help like keep you on task Mm -hmm. (laughs) and focused on the specific area I call it circle cleaning and this is what I end up doing in my house is where I like okay this needs to go up to the bedroom and you put that away and you look oh oh I gotta put my bow dryer away and then you pull that out and it just like snowballs and you end up getting like 15 little things done in all the rooms instead of just like hey how about you clean the table off <laughs> so that's been one thing I've been working on and has been actually very very helpful just like clean the island off clean the mm-hmm. table off and then move on to the other room <laughs> yeah. Bree, that is that is so funny you said this Bree, because I have really been doing that too like I'll start cleaning one thing and or organizing tidying up whatever and then I'll move on to the like something else. And I'll be wait, I didn't finish that because mm-hmm. I got sidetracked by seeing something else. So yeah. I've been really focused, like especially this week, I've been like, no, I'm cleaning this counter off and then I will move to the next counter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So funny. So also with starting with a small space and getting those wins, you're going to build up your decluttering muscles, which I think is something people don't realize it's something you need to do (laughs) because decluttering it's like a workout mentally (laughs) and emotionally sometimes even physically because 
you have to make a lot of decisions. Really, that's what clutter is, right? It's stuff that we don't want to deal with in the moment. So we just push it to the side or pile it on top of other stuff that we also don't want to deal with. (laughs) And so (laughs) it's basically all the stuff we don't want to deal with in the moment. And then now we have to go through and actually make decisions on it. Like, where is this going to live in my home? Does it belong in my home? Or do I need to let go of this thing now? So it's all decisions and decision fatigue is a real thing. Very real. Very, very, very real. You get very tired quickly and then you can't make decisions anymore. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So like it's not unusual at all what I'm starting to declutter with people. Like we're right around the one and a half to two hour mark. It's like they hit a wall and they can't like think very clearly anymore and they just can't keep going and we have to stop and take a break and do something else for a little bit have a little change of pace and then we can get back into it and keep going or even sometimes with some clients like we'll have to cut it short and we'll just do like a two-hour session instead of three hours until they're used to it enough that they can go for three hours so Mm. With some clients where when we started, it would be like us together for like 15 minutes and then us working on separate things for a few minutes and then back together again. Like now they can go full on for three hours. And then even when I'm leaving, they're still working on it. It's like a muscle you have to build up. The more you make the decisions, the easier it gets. Mm -hmm. And the more you get, the more you do it, the more you declutter the more clarity you get on the stuff that you actually want to keep and what really matters to you and what doesn't anymore. It gets better, but (laughs) when you're first like starting out, and especially if you're feeling really overwhelmed, you do have to build up that muscle. Moving has been quite the eye-opening experience too, because I'm kind of having to deal with everything at once. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I know once you know, we're more settled in the new house. I'm going to like re-go through things because that decision fatigue does kick in. And then you're like, I'll just deal with it later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yep. then you have to go through those boxes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Moving is helpful though with decluttering too, because you have a limited time <laughs> to get it all done. And there's actual like money on the line sometimes too with moving depending if you have to buy boxes or pay for a bigger moving truck and (laughs) all of those other factors. Well, Mm -hmm. it's one of those, it's one of those things that it's like, I'm moving into my brand new house. Do I really love this? Do I want to take it with me? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or is it, do I just have it here because I've always had it here? (laughs) Yeah. It makes you look at your stuff differently. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good mindset trick. Like pretend that you're moving. Yeah. Yeah. Then following the steps of decluttering and basically of organizing too. I think we've talked about this in one of our past episodes, the SPACE acronym. Mm -hmm. First you sort, then you purge, and then you assign each thing a home, you contain it, and then you evaluate it down the road. So that spells SPACE. Sort, purge, assign, contain, evaluate. And that's helpful because it starts with a sorting. So you have like your kitchen countertop is just like cluttered with all of this stuff. 
if you start sorting it out, so you start putting like with like, so you get all your spices together in a group and you put all the random papers together in a pile and then you put 30 dishes together in a pile and you start sorting it all out and then you get a lot more clarity about what you need to do next. And it's a lot easier than tackling the whole thing at once is, you know, you're just doing one area, one pile or category of stuff at a time. Space is helpful. And maybe we can link to that other episode too, where we talked about that in more depth. So we don't have to go into that now. The third step in this whole process, after you start with why you have a how, because you've made your plan. Number three is making it stick. Aside from the hardest part being starting, the next hardest part is finishing (laughs) or, (laughs) you know, continuing with the maintenance side of it. Yeah, that's the thing I don't think a lot of people think about is the maintenance. You have to keep up on it. Otherwise, it's just going to happen again. Yeah, 100%. I mean, you can have help like hire somebody like me or do it yourself and completely go through and cut down all of your possessions and stuff. But unless you make changes in your habits, then it's all going to go back to the way it was. So you have to make changes in what you're purchasing and just your daily routine and being able to maintain stuff or else it just goes back to the way it was before. Habit stacking is super helpful and that is a method of basically we all already have habits in our daily lives and routines whether or not we really fully recognize them and whether or not they're actually like great routines but like you might have a routine of piling your dishes on the counter or dropping mail on any flat surface and that's your routine like you bring in the mail and you drop it on whatever flat surface is available but we all have these habits and routines already in place so to build a new habit a great way to do that is to tie it to an existing habit so if you already have a habit of checking the mail every day then you're going to tie on to that habit walking all the way over to your recycling bin or a trash can (laughs) and then going through your mail there and throwing stuff away right away that's the junk mail and opening everything else and making that your mail spot. Maybe after you start a load of laundry or actually one way to do this which works out really well is while you're folding laundry you also pull out all the clothes that are too small or too have too many holes or are not in good shape anymore or don't fit you well anymore and you set them aside to declutter right then. So mm-hmm. you're just tacking it on to habits that you've already established. And I think it's really helpful in the cleaning and maintenance and tidying realm, but also you can do it with actual decluttering too and make it part of your regular routine even if it's not something you do every day but making it a a thing you do frequently and I like having like a donation spot so you can actually put things in a place and then once the box gets full then you can donate it Mm -hmm. it's hugely helpful like have one designated space Mm -hmm. where all your donation stuff goes for me there's uh, I have a space in our mudroom, so it's like already almost out of the house. <laughs> so 
there's like one shelf in the mudroom and that's where I can put stuff that needs to be donated and then I also have a basket or a bin in each of our clothing closets so that if I try something on and I'm like oh this doesn't fit anymore I can just toss it right in that basket and then when I do my whole closet process where I go through everything then that's when I can empty that too Mm. that's a good idea I was also thinking with you know how you were talking about the why back at number one well maybe you ask a question why is this not sticking for me and so one example for me was with my basement I have all these totes that have different categories like my kids clothes when they get out of one size and then I have to put it you know away and I wasn't doing it because there's totes on totes on totes and I don't want to have to get to the bottom tote and lift Mm -hmm. all the totes like you know it's a pain in the butt and so Emily you were like why don't you get a shelf that has individual like you put the individual totes on the shelves so you just pull it out you're not having to remove four totes on top to get Mm -hmm. to the bottom one so that's just an example of like why aren't you continuing keeping it up what's in your way causing you from not maintaining and is there something that you can do to put like to change it so it does you know what I mean yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and just figuring out how to make it easier we were having a problem with shoes being out of control at the back door so then we put a shoe rack there and now everybody has a spot for shoes and if you have too many pairs of shoes there (laughs) then you have to go put them away you know somewhere else or we need to look at them and see you know what shoes are people not wearing anymore that don't need to be here cluttering up the mudroom figuring out why is it not working and then how can we make it easier yes really really Mm -hmm. helpful the easier the better yeah (laughs) make a don't make a system that's hard (laughs) right i'm really excited at the new house we actually have a closet by the front door and i haven't had that so I've just had like, you know, a tray full of shoes that's just overflowing. And then you have <laughs> who knows what in there. And then you just have a mountain of shoes. And that's just not fun to look at. So I'm like so excited to have a closet with doors by my front door. Oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so one note that I put on here, speaking of donations, is to make sure in your habits and as part of like making it stick that you do take the time to empty your donation spot definitely have one have a designated spot for donations and then when it's full you gotta get rid of it because Mm -hmm. (laughs) otherwise you've done all of this work to make decisions about what to keep and what to get rid of and you've already designated all of this stuff to get rid of and yet it's still there like cluttering up your house and taking up your space and your mental energy and you have to walk past this huge pile or you know not be able to get into your garage because you know you're waiting for the day that you have a garage sale when if you just like start with you know your small pile and just get rid of it as fast as you can then you don't have to have that whole thing hanging over your head which I've I've worked with several clients who have had basically garages or basements full of stuff that they've been waiting to have a garage sale 
but the thought of like going through all of the effort and the work to do a garage sale is like too overwhelming for them so the stuff just sits there in piles until I help show them like how to list things on Facebook marketplace (laughs) and then it's like so much easier it's like oh I could just snap a couple pictures of this and post it and be done with it or you know sometimes they'll realize you know I've been hanging on to these bags of clothes or like these boxes of books for a garage sale someday for like two years so maybe at this (laughs) point we should just donate it (laughs) you are like totally describing me that's my (laughs) biggest problem it's like things that I am like I don't want this anymore but I know I can make money off of it but it's not really a consignment store thing it's more like a garage sale (laughs) and so I'm like (laughs) someday I'll have a garage sale and I'll sell this but it's like even if I did sell it and I made like what would I make like two dollars three dollars you know like is that worth keeping on to you know hanging on to it for that I don't know don't go through your donation box after you put it in there mentally check that box and say it's gone don't go through the box again yeah that's the thing like when you pile up stuff and then it's been months you don't remember what you even put in there and then you feel like you have to go through it all again and then you're you've just done all the work again twice yep. <laughs> yeah for the same stuff and I've definitely been guilty of letting stuff pile up a bit and then I put it all in the back of my car and then drive it around for a few <laughs> weeks because <laughs> uh, it just can be a pain to get rid of it but At some point, I had to decide what my threshold was for posting stuff on Facebook, even for sale, because I've decided a long time ago, like a garage sale is too much work for me. So I'm just going to do Facebook marketplace. But at some point, having to go take pictures of things or measurements of things and then write out the description and all of that, like it's only worth it to me if it's enough money that we're talking about, like for a five dollar item. It's not worth it to me to go like through all of the work of posting something. But <laughs> but don't you love that experience you had with the dog vest? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> See, I should have learned this lesson so much sooner. Like it's yeah. stuff like that. <laughs> Cause that was you shared that on the on the podcast, right? I think so when we I'm talked about sure. reselling and like shopping secondhand yeah mm-hmm. yeah so people have to go $5. yeah like the five dollar dog vest that turned into this whole ordeal <laughs> <laughs> the last part of making it stick and basically your whole three-step decluttering process is just to realize there's not really a finish line it could be discouraging in one sense to think like oh this is like forever like i'm not going to be fully done ever But it is an ongoing process because our lives are always shifting and changing and new seasons are always going to be coming and going in our lives. So what works for us in one season may not work in the next. And then we're going to have to reevaluate what we want to keep and what we're ready to let go of. So, I mean, even as simple as just kids outgrowing clothes you know there's different seasons there and it's not like you can declutter all of the clothes and be done with it forever because they're going to keep growing (laughs) so there's going to be more and it's the same way 
in every aspect of our lives, like things are always changing. Our jobs might change and that might require new clothes or different clothes or our location might change. And so that could require another downsize or maybe, you know, we need to actually to get new for a new piece of furniture or something, you know. I know like with the Marie Kondo books and at least her first book, there was a really big focus on decluttering your whole house once and then you'll never have to do it again. But I think she wrote that before she had kids. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't, I think she wrote it before she was married and before she had kids. And so I think in some of her later books, it's more of a tempered approach to like, yes, you can do a really big, massive declutter, your tidying festival, she calls it, where you go through and make decisions about all of your stuff, but then maintenance is still required. And so it's not like someday you'll get to a point where you're like, oh, my house is fully decluttered and simplified and there's nothing superfluous left at all like there's always going to be stuff (laughs) Mm -hmm, but yeah that's okay and that's just life and it's part of the journey it's part of the process and so it's not it's not a bad thing if you feel like no matter how much I declutter I'm still decluttering it's just part of it you just have to think it's just like making your bed doing the dishes doing the laundry and when you Mm -hmm. have that mentality and you realize this is something that I just have to do every season, yep. then it, it doesn't get you down as much. Cause I had that in the beginning, like, why do I have to declutter again? Why do I have, you know, but it's just, it's what it is. And so mm-hmm. having that mindset really can help. Yeah. Just thinking of it as it's another task that we do to take care of our homes and our families, you know, the people in our homes, it's all connected to that. And with that, when we come back from this break, we're going to recap our domestic dare for this season. All right. So with the domestic dares, do you girls remember what you said? Because I had to like go back and, and remember. It's been a while. I think our first episode was when we dared each other to do mm-hmm. this. And to remind our listeners, it's basically we were saying all those little tasks in your house that you keep putting off, just finally tackle them and do them. (laughs) (laughs) So one of the things that I mentioned, and I know, I think both of you had noticed this in my bathroom, there was this little tiny piece of trim, like literally an inch by four inches wide that wasn't painted. And I want everyone to know I painted it, but technically, technically I only primed it because it was like natural wood. So it needed to be primed first and then painted. And I haven't actually done the paint, but you can't tell, like, it just looks like it's painted and I probably won't paint it. (laughs) Close enough. that, That is done. The other one that we mentioned, Emily had talked about how I was going to be having my basement more organized again for the, what, like 400th time? (laughs) (laughs) But it actually all completely got done. And I have, okay, I have to admit, I haven't been maintaining it as best as I could with the newborn situation. 
<laughs> but I just the other day I went down there for an hour and really got it back to starting to look I, I need to spend another hour to really get it really back to where it was but it is pretty much all organized and I love it so That's I'm very great. happy about that very thankful for you girls with that because it really has made my life so much better and easier and I didn't get the shelves yet that I talked about for the totes because I got them and it didn't work so now we have to rebuy them to make it work but I'm still maintaining it for the most part that's great (laughs) so so that was one another one that I did that well technically Ryan did so I don't know if it counts but I'm very happy with it is we have this little and Brie, you have the same one. It's a the faucet in our bathroom vanity. It's like chipping, or it was chipping, like the the, the drain. drain part, mm-hmm. the cut co- the cover to the drain. And we have the matte black version. Which, if anyone's out there looking for a matte black faucet for your sink, don't buy jacuzzi. <laughs> yeah, it just chips. Yep. <laughs> so, anyways, Ryan went on Amazon and he found the like you have to replace the whole entire drain but you don't have to replace the faucet part well he bought I think it was like 20 bucks that he bought just the drain and he completely replaced it and now it looks brand new again so I'm very happy about that because that was just like constantly annoying me every Mm -hmm. time I would go in there so that was one thing and then the last thing and I don't think I mentioned this on the the podcast but I don't know if you girls have noticed in our living room for literally three years, we have had a broken window pane in our window. I don't know if you noticed. Mm -mm. Yeah. And it's in, it's in that odd window that's on the black accent wall. Mm -hmm. One time Ryan was like putting, this was like three years ago. He was putting an air conditioner in and he was like pulling down the window and the one, cause it's double paned and one of the panes oh. broke and he can't get to like he was going to try to take it out and he can't get to it. finally now that he's on paternity leave we're trying to like hit up some of these things and he called a window repair place and they're coming this week so it's not done but it's gonna be done by the time this episode comes out and <laughs> nice. i'm just so happy because it's gotten all this like cloudiness inside of it and it mm-hmm. looks awful and it's like ryan even t- has like clear tape on it it just looks so dumb like so bad <laughs> and not good so anyways those are my my updates what about you brie well, I only had two and one was fix the holes behind my mirror in my bedroom. I had like five different holes trying to get this thing hung. So I finally got that patched. And of course, that's a process because you have to fill in the holes and they have to sand it and they have to do it again because it wasn't quite smooth. And then you have to sand it and then prime and then paint. So that process is done, which is great. And then the other thing was fixing the corner in our bedroom that had like the broken wallpaper and it was just like bubbled up weird and just out there and looked terrible for four years. (laughs) And now that we were selling our house, you know, that's when you fix all the things. So Mm -hmm. we finally got that corner fixed and it blends in and it looks amazing. Yay. (laughs) How about you, Emily? What are some of your updates? So on my list, I had a few things that... Technically, we had talked about how the things that are on our list needed to be things that we could fix and take care of ourselves. So a couple of mine were not, but there were things that had been hanging on on our list like for so long since we moved into the house. So it still felt like it could be included as part of this 
domestic dare um, because they're just these to-do things that were super annoying. And so a couple of them we've talked about on the podcast already. So the big one, well, big two, the outlet in the bathroom, mm-hmm. getting that fixed. And then Brian went so far as to rewire the switch so we didn't have this fan light switch over by the shower and then the light light switch on a different wall he rewired it so it's all in one location all the switches nice and he did the drywall patch and got that all taken care of it took a really long time (laughs) but finally the drywall was all done and i primed it and painted it the whole thing so that's finally done and now the outlet works in the bathroom i can use a hair dryer in there i can use an electric toothbrush (laughs) 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 just so amazing the last time i went to the dentist they were like wow you're doing a great job with brushing and i was like yes with my electric toothbrush (laughs) that's been exciting and then the other big thing of course was the front steps because we knew when we bought the house we needed to replace the front steps and now after three plus years, it's finally all done. And the steps Woo-hoo! are there and they're completed and beautiful. And maybe someday we will stain them or paint them, but maybe <laughs> not. <laughs> it may be too much to hope for. <laughs> well, you're supposed to wait a year for oh. pressure treated wood before okay. you can stain or paint so well, there we go there we go <laughs> that's we're doing that very intentionally then yes <laughs> it. so the one thing i didn't get to that was on my list is the trim putting up the trim in the closets <laughs> i didn't get it done there were times i really almost thought i thought about doing it like when brian's gone on one of his work trips i was like i could go to home depot and buy some quarter round trim and then you know use my air dry clay and oh <laughs> my do that gosh. whole thing in the closet but then i was like i don't think it will work and also i just had enough other stuff to do while he was gone i really didn't have the time so the trim is still not done but on a high note i did get the dryer vent cleaned out so yay removing fire hazards yeah (laughs) Uh, it was quite an ordeal because you know the laundry room is on the second floor and so i like once i finally because you explained it to me like where you're supposed to use the dryer cleaner vent tool and Mm -hmm. because i thought it was supposed to clean out something inside the dryer (laughs) (laughs) so once i had that cleared up that helped a lot but what I ended up doing I moved out the dryer from where it's like sandwiched in to the cabinets and up against the wall so I slid it out and then climbed back behind it and cleaned Mm -hmm. back there which was good they needed it and then uh took the hose thing off of the dryer and cleaned out the part of it that was inside the house Mm -hmm. attached it got the dryer back in there did all by myself and I was very proud it doesn't really compare to you you changing your dryer fuse, but <laughs> <laughs> I was still proud. And then I got out our big, tall stepladder thing and took it around the side of the house. But the ground was like really uneven back there. And so I climbed up oh, gosh. as far as like I felt safe <laughs> and like reached as far as I could with like the little dryer cleaner thing. 
that mm-hmm. I got and it was not long enough to reach oh. it, because of course I bought this really short thing thinking that this was a thing you could clean from inside <laughs> then I had to enlist Brian's help to get it done because he's a lot taller so I like held the ladder steady and then he climbed up there and like got he took the vent off so we could like really clean it out mm-hmm. and then reinstalled it and so, did you get a lot of stuff out a ton there was a oh. ton like we'll put pictures in the show notes of the vent before and after it was crazy. shocking yeah I've also seen where people actually put like a shop back or a air compressor on one end so to either suck out or to push out the extra lint sometimes because sometimes it can get stuck in there a little bit so that's another little layer you can add on next time if you want to <laughs> mm. i wish i had thought of that before trying to climb the ladder to the <laughs> second story <laughs> i could have just shoved a vacuum in from the inside well now we know next, for next, next time. time. Yeah, because yeah. there will be a next time. <laughs> yeah. There should be a next time. <laughs> well, Evelyn, thank you so much for the domestic dare update. We now have a couple of listener updates that sent them in to us. And one is from Catherine. And she had sent in a question about her bookshelf storage that her husband had. And she wanted it to like also store books but also look kind of styled so while he was like out he, she was <laughs> rearranging the shelves and stuff and sending update pictures but she did a fantastic job and we'll add some pictures to the show notes I also have a listener update to share with everyone Naomi had sent in a picture and asked us for some advice on her kitchen stools that she was buying mm-hmm. and she had asked us if they were like a wooden top And then she wanted either the black metal bottoms or gray metal bottoms. And we had all discussed about it. And we told her in the end, I think it was two two to one. (laughs) Because Brie and I said black. Emily, you were kind of a toss up. You you eventually said black. Yeah, I'm mostly on the side of black. Yeah. Yeah. She ended up getting the black stools and sent us a picture back. And I want to share with everyone, I will put it on in our show notes and on Instagram, but they look really wonderful with her whole kitchen layout and design and everything. It was interesting though, because one of the reasons we had said black was the hardware, like it matching the hardware found out that her, she told me, she was like, well, actually the hardware is aged brass, but in pictures that looks black. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah, She said it still, because it looks so dark, it really does work well with the black stools. And she's very thankful for us weighing in on her questions. So I just, you know, want to remind everyone, send us in your questions. You said aged brass. Are you sure it wasn't bronze? In her email, she said aged brass finish. But maybe she means oil rubbed bronze. Because that's That's what what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. Hmm. But yeah, either way, it's not matte black because we were thinking it was matte black, mm-hmm. but yeah. it's really, it's more a brass or a bronze and it's just a, a darker aged look. So either way, the stools look wonderful. <laughs> so <laughs> Naomi, thank you so much. We're going to share this on Instagram and everyone can look at it and on in our show notes. Instead of a pillow talk to end the season, we thought it would be fun to have something we're wanting to accomplish in the new year. 
So Emily, what are you hoping to accomplish in the new year? Oh man, I was hoping I was going to go last. <laughs> more time to think. But I mean, the biggest thing is I'm hoping to accomplish moving into the new house. It's going to be a bit of a process. I mean, we don't have a closing date yet. So it's really hard to kind of guesstimate when that could even potentially be. I think I would just say like the goal is to move into the house. I would love for the goal to be to, you know, renovate the whole thing and then move in. <laughs> but realistically, that's not going to happen um, because we're going to have to pace ourselves and really, you know, budget for each project and take it one step at a time. So I'm trying to be realistic about it, which is really hard because <laughs> it felt like this current house took forever to get to this point and I have a feeling that this next house is going to be even a little bit slower I'm gonna have to learn some patience and gratitude and contentment (laughs) (laughs) so you're gonna move in before any renovations are done well we will at least try to get in some we're gonna have to narrow it down though to like what are gonna be the biggest top priority things Uh to do and then wait on the rest. So we're going to have to debate. I won't say like fight, but we will debate <laughs> between, you know, building a new garage because of the whole situation where the seller took one of the garages from the house. Now there's only a one car garage. So we're going to have to debate the merits of building a new two car garage versus a kitchen renovation and figure oh my out gosh. like what to prioritize because I don't know that we can do both before we move in. But mm-hmm. kitchen, so... kitchen. Yes. <laughs> I've I've lived through a kitchen renovation and oh. washing your pots and pans in the bathtub is not fun. <laughs> and it always takes longer than you think it's going to. Oh yeah. I mean and it costs I more money like... than you think it's going to. I mean, I feel like we should probably plan on more renovation episodes in the next season, but a thing we should talk about is estimating timelines of renovations because I feel like you should always triple it, like at least, not just double it, but you should triple your expectations for a timeline. And then you could be pleasantly surprised if it's only double. Mm. (laughs) Same thing goes for the budget. Yes. (laughs) Well, Brie, what are your new year what's your new year goal well it's just more of a shorter one I really want to plaster my hood and I'm gonna do it myself and I already bought all the stuff but it's not like ready to be plastered yet because you can't have like raw wood exposed or you know the corners not lined up like you have to have your base really really good before you plaster so that will be happening in the next couple weeks that the base will be ready for the plaster. But I ordered like this Venetian plaster from Italy. (laughs) It's like the authentic stuff with like certain trowels that won't leave black marks. I've watched way too many YouTube videos, but I'm very (laughs) excited to like have this little project and like see the end goal of it. Cause I feel like it's really going to help tie in the kitchen together, but it's not like a necessity to move in (laughs) but I'm excited to have like that little project to accomplish and it's something new and I'm learning a new skill 
That's really cool. I didn't even know that plastering. I just found this out. There's a new TV show on Discovery Plus through the Magnolia Network called The Story of Home. It's very cool. I recommend it. They're renovating a really super old house in upstate New York, actually. So you guys should check it out. But he is a the it's a husband and wife duo and the husband it like he's been doing plastering for I think he said like 12 years I didn't know because they were talking about this in the episode in the tv show that back in the day they didn't have paint they just plastered walls like that was mm. their paint was plastering mm-hmm. and it really isn't its own art form that kind of once paint was introduced people stop doing it because it's so time consuming I don't know it was just so interesting hearing them talk about it and they plaster like all of their rooms are plastered instead of painted it was really really cool anyways I just wanted to share Mm. that and you'll have to share how it goes because you know it does seem to be like not easy to do so yeah there's (laughs) there's different steps that you have to do you kind of have your first plastering and then you have your second plastering and then you have to burnish it And there's also a primer and a sealant that you have to do. So there's a bunch of steps to it, but it's also, I'm not doing the whole room. I'm only doing a hood. So (laughs) I'm starting small. And then if I really like it, like I thought it'd be really cool to do an accent wall or even do a whole room in it, but it does, it is very time consuming and tedious. So we'll see how the little uh, hood goes (laughs) from there. We're going to turn you we're going to turn you into a DIYer, Brie. <laughs> I, I DIY. That's true. Yeah, you guys do. do. <laughs> she just doesn't do the crafty things. Yeah, I, ch- I changed the fuses on my dryer. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe we'll have some plastering DIYs we're dying to try, you know, <laughs> coming up soon. <laughs> oh my fireplace you could come over and do my fireplace yeah there, there you, go. you go i'll pay you <laughs> <laughs> uh, well my goal for this year i mentioned it when i was talking about like buying less and how my one thing the way that i'm going to change things in my home instead of just like purchasing things this next year is i'm going to be painting things painting rooms specifically I really want to add more color in my great room. And the thing I just keep coming back to, and you guys have to tell me if this is stupid or not, but I really want to paint the walls in my kitchen a really like grayish green. Like it's mm. oil cloth. Have you, do you guys know what oil cloth by Benjamin Moore is? That color? Have you heard of it? No. It's similar to, there's one that's really popular, Pigeon by Pharaoh and Ball. Mm-hmm. I think Chris Loves Julia okay. has it in her living room. It's similar to that. And I'm thinking of, so, you know, I have white cabinets, which I'm not, I'd love to paint them, but that's not happening because I don't want them chipping and stuff. Mm -hmm. And these are good cabinets. I don't want to ruin them. (laughs) So my cabinets are white. My countertop is like that white concrete. And then I have the Bedrosian tile, like the little tiles, not subway, but you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's, they're kind of like white, and ivory and grays like that because they're all hand done so they're like textured and they have whatever so I was thinking above the tile I would paint the wall this oil cloth color like a warmish greenish gray (laughs) with a slight (laughs) of blue so I don't know how it's like is it like a light color or yeah really light really light okay 
So I'm thinking of doing that. Where would you, because you have such a large room, where would you start and stop the paint? Like start it by your refrigerator and then wrap it around to like where your window is. So I'd go past the window. You know how I have the beams that are in the little jut outs. I would paint the one jut outside. Okay. Mm. That faces Mm -hmm. the kitchen. Yeah. Okay. So that whole thing would just be all that like grayish green color really muted and then I got this idea from you guys talking about your islands all the time (laughs) my peninsula well your peninsula Emily my peninsula I was thinking I could also paint that color like the back side of it yeah and Ryan was saying because we have extra of the faux shiplap that he did we have that so I was thinking of putting him putting he actually was like hey I could put that on the peninsula and I was like I could paint that the same green to mm-hmm. tie it all and it would just kind of like be a little more interesting than just a all-white kitchen which obviously I love all-white kitchens I know Brie you have an all-white kitchen now that you're doing <laughs> but I've just been really itching to have color in there so mm. hey if it looks bad I can paint over it yeah yeah it's just paint yeah. yeah but what do you guys think is it weird to have painted like I've been looking on Pinterest to see if people do this because it's kind of weird having white cabinets and then white tile backsplash and then the upper two thirds being a color. Have you found examples of people doing it? Yeah, I actually I have found and they don't look it doesn't look weird to me. I, the thing that looks the weirdest to me is the ceiling not being the same color. Like I would want to paint oh. the ceiling too. But this you can't like yeah. But you can't I guess draw a line have across a the ceiling. No, she'd have to go oh. all the way to the beam. Yeah. I think that would look weird. Yeah. That would look yeah. weird. Because I was also thinking like cuz I have can lights in there. So wouldn't that be weird too like having can lights and like painted around like <laughs> I don't know. I just don't think I've ever seen a painted ceiling with can lights in it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good point. So I probably shouldn't do that. But it's just like when I see this, it's like a block of white with the cabinets, the color, and then the block of white with the ceiling. And it's like a little bit color blocky for me. (laughs) So I don't know. But it's just paint. I think I should just do it. It's only you're only out like $50. Yeah. So that's that's my goal. And then you get a great story on the podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, we'll we'll see what it looks like. Yeah, Yeah, that'll be cool. Well, thank you guys for joining us for another season of the Dwelling Place pod. Uh, We're really looking forward to coming back for season four in the spring. And we can't wait to hear updates from you. While we're on this little break, you guys should send us in questions. You can always email us if you have any design questions about anything. We would love to answer them for you. And then we can feature you on the podcast. So just, you know, let us keep us in mind when next time you're decorating a room. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thank you for hanging out with us today. We want to know what you thought of this episode and what you want us to talk about next. Find us on Instagram at dwellingplacepod or send us an email at dwellingplacepod at gmail.com. Please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Every single review is so appreciated and helps more people find us. Visit the show notes for the pictures and links to all the things we talked about today. We'll see you next time right here at The Dwelling Place.